The Greater Regional Chamber had its big uh, Mish Auto Symposium yesterday, a great summit with uh, a lot of leaders in the supplier community and uh, thought leaders in the industry. It was really a great discussion about the future of EVs, the impact of the UAW um, contract. I was pleased to be a participant in it. A lot of people saying, you know, geez, there is just still so much uncertainty. And even the attempts to clear up the uncertainty create more uncertainty in some cases. And they were citing the Biden administration's uh, Friday uh I wouldn't call it an edict, but a statement saying that uh, if there is Chinese content in EVs, they likely will be disqualified from the $7,500 tax and uh, tax credit and incentives. So it, it begs the question, well, how much content is too much? And, and is it just China or is it going to be maybe Chinese companies that are doing business in Mexico and how we prevent that? Haley Stevens uh, has been uh, a, a big thought leader, both in EVs, but also protecting Michigan jobs as it relates to this contenting issue. And she joins us live this morning, the uh, Congresswoman from the 11th District. Good morning. Good morning. So excited to be on with you. Thank you for that nice introduction. So I, you know, I think there was something like, a, I don't know how many pages of of regulations surround this. And I, I know it gets pretty complicated do you have an understanding yet about which American-made vehicles may be disqualified under this so-called clarification? I know people are making their their way through the, the, the pages and pages of content. I, I do not think we will see vehicles excluded. I think this is particularly our American-made vehicles. I do think that there is a, a reality in which some of our supply chain, uh, particularly in the chemical space, could be impacted uh, as a result of these rulings. I've been working, Guy, with a handful of stakeholders um, uh, throughout this process since we passed the IRA and the Inflation Reduction Act, which gave us the tax credits for EVs and gave the Treasury Department through the IRS the opportunity to do the rulemaking. And we were waiting, and we were waiting, and we were waiting. And there was a lot of concern that particularly early stage manufacturers in the supply chain, particularly in chemicals, would be left out. And of course, anyone who knows the battery electric vehicle space knows that it's relying on chemicals. And we've got a lot of these manufacturers in Michigan. And what we don't want to see is because they have uh, parts components that help them synthesize materials or uh, chemicals or allow for some of the, the things that they just exclusively at this time can only get from China. Right. And mm-hmm. that, these guys don't want to be reliant on China. And we got to have the plan to not be relying on China. But it, this is specific and complex. And, and and overall, I'm pleased with what I've seen. I'm glad we have the certainty uh, coming out of the Treasury Department and, and particularly for our manufacturers. But we still have work to do. How much time do they have, Congresswoman, to clear up their supply chain issues? Good question. Uh, as soon as they start trying to draw down on, on tax credits, which everyone is eager to do. And I'll tell you all, there's a lot of benefit right now uh, in the marketplace, not just for the consumer, which is I- exciting, but also for the manufacturer itself. That said, there's also uncertainty. I've heard from manufacturers, not in Michigan, 
but uh, manufacturers, well, they have a presence in Michigan, but they're looking, they had a plant that they were trying to produce in another state, and they said, you know what, we're pausing it because we don't know what's going to happen with the ruling, and we don't want to get entangled in this, uh, this you know, CCP uh, Chinese mess if we, if we don't qualify for the rules. So this, this is a toggle for us because we want to strengthen buy American content. We want to strengthen content uh, that, that we produce here in the United States of America and alongside our allies. COVID, major wake up for us. Uh, in, in terms of over-reliance of our, of our supply chain in, in China and, frankly, a nation that isn't always friendly to us. Representative Stevens, you introduced a bill to expand wireless EV charging programs at the federal level. I know infrastructure is something people are concerned about if they're going to buy an EV. Yes, and we have got to be investing in the infrastructure and utilizing the the opportunities and the channels through the Department of Transportation. And I'm also really calling for a mass coordination throughout the federal government. As someone who worked in a in, in the federal government in a different time, a uh, time of crisis during the Great Recession, uh, during the, the the auto rescue period of General Motors and and than Chrysler, um, we we had the an office that was charged with working across the federal government. We had every cabinet secretary come to the table on many occasions as the GM and Chrysler restructuring was going forward. I think today what we need to have is DOT, EPA, Commerce, Department of Defense, and on at the table with a mobility officer that could oversee some of these very critical things that are massive undertakings. The wireless charging is just one example. And that purpose of my bill is to ensure that the Department of Transportation has grants available to communities so that they can invest in in charging and and seize hold of of charging opportunities similar to what uh, we created with the infrastructure bill that was signed into law a couple of years ago. Uh, Haley Stevens, um, I was at this this Mish Auto uh, symposium yesterday, and I think there's consensus that you know we we see where Europe is going, we see where the market is going. The EV transition has to happen, and we want to make sure that we are on the leading edge, not the trailing edge. But having said that, we've got four thousand auto dealers that say, "Hey, uh, the infrastructure is not ready. Affordability isn't here yet. This idea of having fifty percent EVs by twenty thirty five that the Biden administration has laid out as a goal." just really isn't realistic. Is it time for the Biden administration to relax that mandate or that goal uh, and to give the industry more time to, to meet the needs of the consumers who aren't there yet? I do think that the federal government and the private sector, in this case, our automakers, need to be in rigorous conversation around consumer needs. We certainly met a major charge of this, pun intended, I guess, of this uh, uh, automotive revolution with providing the tax incentives. I've had people in the dealer space say we need more tax incentives. I think we also need more communication. But what about more time? Should we have pushed that goal out further and ask that of the Biden administration? Will you ask them for that? I think that is up to the automakers. They, Mary Barra, right, from GM, met with, with the Michigan delegation in 2019 and shared this goal. 
They're the ones that are changing your production lines, and we are working alongside them. And if if the folks need to switch course, they need to come to us, and they need to tell us that, and the folks being the automakers themselves. Well, they have. I and, mean, they've put Lake Orion on pause. They've stretched out the introduction of the new uh, pickup by a year. I mean, they're already doing that, I, shrinking the battery I'm, plant in, at, in, guys, in Marshall. Because a lot of people think that this is the Biden administration forcing rules out on people. This came from the automakers. They asked for this. They told us that they have a net zero goal, and this is what they want to do. And a gun so wasn't in, to their head? What's this? And a gun wasn't to their head from a regulatory standpoint? Guy, I'm sharing with you a meeting that I had with an automotive executive. You know, you I, can have them. Okay. I mean, they will tell you this has been their goal. Ford brought me over to a reception and said, here's the new Mach-E. Everyone's going to love it. You know, it, I no one mm. no one's putting a gun to anyone's head, guys. Certainly not uh, in, in this. Well, context. there were some there were some folks yesterday at this summit that feel otherwise that this is more of a mandate rather uh, than a goal, and that it's being driven more from Washington. But you're right. I mean, we have certainly heard the automakers embrace this. I guess my question is is politically whether they have an alternative. Not embrace, guy. They have been driving this. Please. Okay. So go back and read the articles. This has been coming from the automakers. They asked for the IRA. They worked in coordination with the Congress. And you are spot on that the Biden administration absolutely needs to be talking to the automakers. If there is an issue with the consumers, if there is an issue with people with heavy equipment, which is an automobile, feeling insecure about buying it. We need to talk to them about it and certainly understanding it's inflationary times. We should be working together. Well, and I, I feel for time. I, I and I know it. you'll be a leader in that conversation because I know you listen to your dealers, you listen to the automakers here, and, and that you can advocate for them. And I appreciate you, you coming on. And I, listening to the dealers, and I told the administration to listen to the dealers too. Okay. <laughs> Haley Stevens, it's a pleasure. Thanks for being on with us. Thank you. And also advocating on behalf of those that are, you know, saying, hey, I've got no option other than to deal with China on this, but I'm working my tail off to to break that. Exactly. I mean, 2024, uh, EVs can't be made with battery components from a foreign entity. 2025, it kicks in for materials using batteries. So, I mean, it's pretty quick. And I, 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 I admire the fact that she's going to advocate for those folks not to be punished for something they have no control over and are trying to resolve. Mm-hmm. It is uh, 746 on News Talk 760. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about the this idea of the NCAA setting up an elite league where the players will be essentially pros. That's uh, at 749. Meantime, you're heating your home. You're going to get that heating bill for December. And you know... Our eyes are going to pop because they do every December. The question is, are they going to pop more because all of a sudden our our heating system isn't working the way it should? That is one of the big warning signs that your furnace probably needs attention, those higher utility bills. Maybe it's banging noises, squeaking coming out of the basement. If it needs frequent repairs, if there is short cycling where it's on and off and then on again, really inefficient cycling. If you've got any of those issues, if you've got red lights flashing when you hear these things, it's time to call CNC Heating and Air Conditioning. Why? Because for 75 years, they have been the best at, uh, as a family business, delivering customer service to the people that they serve here in Southeast Michigan. And it's why they're referred by the inside-outside guys. Right now, too, a Carrier has a cool cash savings program that will help you save money on a new Carrier Furnace. 
It starts with an easy phone call, 800-MY-FURNACE, or 800-693-8762. You're going to get a free 21-point comfort survey that will tell you everything you need to know about what your status is with your current furnace and whether you need a new one. And if you find out that you do, you can get installation of that new carrier heating and cooling system tomorrow. That's how good CNC is. Visit cncheat.com. That's cncheat.com. Carrier, turn to the experts. 